Organizations don't truly value employer branding without data. Welcome to episode 56 of the Employer Content Marketing Pod with myself, Chris Lacand Harwood. If only more people knew how business critical employer branding is, finding and retaining the right talent is the number one challenge facing organizations. Without the right people, you just don't have a successful business. But this isn't reflected in employer branding and employer marketing budgets. It's serious business without serious influence in the boardroom. This is the chat with Barbara Zeik, founder of eBNavi. eBNavi is an all-in-one platform to assess, benchmark and develop employer brands. Let's get on with the chat. Hi, Barbara. How are you doing? Hi, Chris. I'm doing very, very well. Nice to see you. Nice to not see you, but uh, hello there, guys who listen to us. Yeah, good stuff. Well, thanks for joining. No, no, you're busy, but happy, happy Friday. It's a good chance just to take a bit of time, step back, and have a have a chat about things. And I think, in particular, um, I mean, we've known each other probably or well, maybe just over a year now. I think so. You know, kind of through LinkedIn and through through um, your conference last year. And I think, in particular, something that's come across a few times is is you talking about data, Barbara. And you've got a um, you've got a PhD in your in your LinkedIn title as well, so um, I was like, I've, I've got to, I've got to talk to Barbara about employer brand um, and and data. So um, let's start off with um, just a bit of an introduction about yourself, Bob. Yeah, nah, yeah, because you told uh, um, P- I've got my PhD. Actually, yeah, I've got my PhD in psychology, but it was yeah, this is telling yeah. a lot of about me and my approaches. Like I. I was what I was trying to do it was taking case theory in the research method in psychology. So yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. But I was crazy enough to do that, and because because I am believer, and I am believer. I would say I'm believer, uh, a crazy believer, because I'm trying what I'm trying to do uh, for like twelve years now in employee branding, twenty in HR. Uh, in total, I'm trying to bring data, uh, technology, and uh, science into employer branding. So I'm crazy enough to think that okay. we should use uh, data, science, technology, and employer branding. So, may so I, I like to think about myself as a believer, a strong believer, <laughs> because there are many, many mm-hmm. other areas you can use uh, data and technology, but I desperately choose this uh, and constantly choose this employer branding and I'm helping with my team, I'm helping um, organizations to build a better brand through uh, using data, technology and science. So yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's, that will be a short introduction of myself. And you've got, um, so in particular, you, you have a particular platform that enables, enables uh, companies to, to, access data to understand yeah. their employer brand more yeah. um so tell us a bit about uh, about that about it and also why 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 you have that as a as an offering well because uh, why we have it because that it's it's um well there's a story behind so just let me sh- this is a short story it's like like it yeah, was like 10 it. years maybe 10 years ago maybe we started to consult um companies and uh, with uh, huge companies which means you go into the go into the uh, company and you trying to understand what's going on you're asking employees you're asking candidates you're, you're asking c-level managers line managers and you're trying to 
understand what's going on here. So being an employee branding strategy consultant means like you have to look at the all the data they've got, all the, the processes they uh, they deliver or they want to deliver the experiences. And once we started to do these things, it was like a whole a huge list of data or single data points you have to see. You have to, see, you have to start from how they're building awareness, how they select people, what they're telling about themselves outside, how people seeing them, what, what people need, if it's true or if it's not. Then you see the onboarding process, performance management, learning, etc. How, how this deliver the experiences and what people get, what they think about it when they are within organization. Are, are people happy with that? Why? The communication is not working by the people do not feel vision etc 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 it's like it was like a whole a lot of data you have to look at when to understand the employer brand itself the organization as a whole um, i'm a big fan of system system thinking so we really need to go through the, all the data so we started to uh, prepare our own algorithm uh, to help us to quickly understand and see the organization through uh, to quickly assess using algorithm how this organization, this particular organization, is is, uh, is doing um, in comparison to other benchmarks. Um, so this is the story how it started, and these days what we're doing we're also collecting live data and integrating it under one framework, uh, which is about uh, which is about EVP talent journey. Talent means candidate and employee journey then we want to see the recommendation and what should i what should i do if i want to get better so we started to collect the live data from candidates and uh, and employees and this is actually an hr obviously about the processes and it's like actually the the, the this is the, this is the the tool that is helping us to see this organization through using based on data so because this is really really hard these days to get the get the data uh, from outside organization inside the organization and see uh, uh, and play with data and choose the right insights. We are on the stage these days in employer branding, but in a, in HR as well, where there is we have no problem with the getting the data because we can get every data we want these days uh, because of the this 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 is the easy piece job. It used to be not. It was always about okay, mm -hmm. how can we get the data from? These days we can get literally data from about everything you want. The problem we are now facing this stage is about how to play with data and how to get the valid insights, how to integrate employee engagement survey, poll survey, whatever you want, how, however you want to call it, with the candidate experience uh, survey or with the or the passive data from your Slack or, or Jira. It's like you have to have uh, a common a short framework to understand and get the inside out and to play, you know, to manage your brand. So I was like, the platform is obviously evolving, but it's like we're trying to help our clients to have one dashboard, live dashboard that we see the how the employer brand, how the how people are reacting to our brand, how we're delivering the the processes. So yeah, it's like fascinating journey, and I find it I find it really really uh, interesting and helpful uh, because this is actually our job to. Uh, not to bring the data because that's easy to uh, to produce uh, the insights and have our clients mm -hmm. understand what to do with that. So because every brand is different, the framework is the same, pretty the same, and that's fascinating because I'm looking at the different regions worldwide these days. Like I'm looking mm -hmm. at the cases from states, 
from UK, from uh, from Mexico, from China even, from India. So looking at because we are on a constant journey to look for the great case study for the employee branding stars. So uh, we're looking at different uh, case studies, but we see that the framework uh, is pretty the same. Uh, the markets are different, but what we do employer branding worldwide is pretty the same because actually it is common. Um, this is similar to what what marketing is actually doing. We've got the product, we've got EVP, we've got the uh, customer journey, we've got talent journey. We are producing the effects like like retention and sourcing. So this like the, the model is pretty the same, so we can use it. But companies are struggling with integrating the data uh, under one framework and seeing the um, the valid uh, insights to play to, to, to play with further on setting the KPI, setting the roadmap, executing the brand and assessing the if they are effective or not. So this is actually what we're doing and what I find fascinating these days mm. and it's like it's you know you could certainly argue that you know the role of data is really important to elevate the profile of of employer branding employer marketing in an organization and making sure it gets to the boardroom more and has a place you know place to to play because most companies if not all companies you know if you don't have their people and they're, they're not happy yeah, they're not in the right jobs then you don't have a business that's you know it's it's as simple as that you know and if you don't have a have those people then they don't have happy clients uh, customers and uh, yeah you don't you don't have a business so that role of data in kind of elevating the importance of of, of what employee branding is, is all about um how in where where do you think we are at the moment with that in terms of of is 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 your kind of part of your mission with data is to is is it rec are you kind of recognizing that that business case isn't there enough at the moment and so data is going to make sure that say in five years time or come the end of the decade that actually you know employer branding has a serious seat at the table and has you know serious budgets or more serious budgets allocated to this space quite a long question yeah, just an interesting <laughs> <Right>. interesting <laughs> you know that's an interesting question i do not have an answer to that like i don't, i'm not even sure if employer branding will exist in 10 years sorry for saying that mm -hmm. like in meaning like employer branding employer branding we don't know how hr is going to look like in 10 in five years these days there's a huge discussion around like how to model how to uh how to design the hr function like people function let's let's be honest not hr people function so yeah. i've got a lot of discussion of how the employer branding teams should look like what's the role what's inside the companies inside the teams like are we going to be still in this phase that we've got employer branding folks i'm not sure look at the look at the roles that are coming coming up it's like we've got much more roles like um employee experience manager for example community mm. employee community managers these days so it's like it's evolving but it's still about building experiences that make you people happy uh, and perform well that's the most important part for the business when you think about it for about the about the uh retain, 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 retention retention uh, retention and i'm not sure who is do, is who is going to do that it's like it doesn't matter at all it's like 
if it's going to be like uh, you know happy employees manager or employee branding manager it doesn't matter that much for me now but obviously it's like it's still going to be about um how we sell the product which we call employee brand uh, employment value proposition evp or people value proposition how we deliver that uh, to our people to our white guys how we source for the company um as you said we've got at least that is something that is really important at least we've got the shared um level with the c-level guys like c-level means managers who are deciding all right where we're going what we're giving the money where we're investing our money it's like we we, sh we have this this shared level like who we should uh, source to the company that bring us the best uh results we want to see we can achieve yeah so this is the third level and the employer brain guys or people guy people managers guys like um, let's let's stick to employer brain guys it's like this is the shared the shared goal and the shared need and what we should do is think about okay so because you're probably going to ask me about the kpis or how to set the goals or what can data bring to that and what to measure it's like there's no good answer it's like it's you're not measuring the, the whole brand obviously what we do we we we, we try to we try to, to to catch that to see the benchmarks and tell every brand right you've here you've here we've got the typology for how much your brand is but it's for totally different thing uh what when you're talking with a with the business it's like you want to what they want from employer branding team manager teams whatever it's like bring me the best people uh to my company that, that are going to execute the goals that well that we get the performance level at the very uh, at the very highest level we can we can reach yeah so then you have to understand okay so how can i how can i um how can i help the help achieving this and then you're starting to think okay so what we're doing uh, what stops us from bringing the best people to the organization and what we're doing what stops us um or what stops us uh from keeping the best guys within the company uh and not only keeping them but making them happy making them performing well and when going through this list and what stops us from resource this is very simple actually it's like you go into the you go into the brand internally externally you're just asking these two questions what stops you before being successful in sourcing the right talent for the organization and that's where the journey with the data starts because you, you have to see okay what's the blockers uh what's the inhibitors where are they is it awareness is it people are people are people do not know us no meaning mm. candidates do, do not know us that's diff totally different story then we but it can be like people know us, but they do not accept the offer. The rejection uh, rate is high, and that, that's actually my one of the favorite questions. Like, what the hell is with your rejection rate? Do you understand your rejection mm -hmm. rate? It's like, do you have data to prove like people do not like you, or do they do 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 not like you? Part of your offer is like about culture. It's about you know p other people telling them which stage the rejection you offer. Maybe yes. Yeah, so, so it's like. So you're looking at the processes, you're looking for the data to first understand what is stopping you uh, from sourcing the best people uh, you, uh, you can get uh, to your organization. And obviously we understand that best people is not like the best hot talents on the market. Best people for you, company, best people for, for your business. So first you have to understand who is who is delivering the business in case of our 
in case of our companies. So, so, so the personas profiling is the one of the most important part of, as we know, and data can help with that as well. But um, yeah, so it's like you, you go through the process and then you do the, the same process on the employee journey and you ask uh, yourself, okay, so what are we doing wrong or what stop us from pe keeping people happy? Uh, well performed mm. and staying within our organization. Obviously, you want to see top performers, low performance level because it's not true that you want to keep the low performers. Even if you think about um, I'm, I'm the organization who is providing happiness, but still, like, you still fight for these uh, high performers. So then data can help you, like, just to see what's the difference because between low and high performance and then you want to know and discover uh, what stops you from keeping uh, best performers um, mm -hmm. um, yeah, within the organization. So, so yeah, so it's that simple, uh, but obviously the journey itself is really, can be really hard because if you, if you have no data, then you have no answers. You cannot say, you cannot tell, okay, so why is, why people are not, uh, why people are candidates, why are they not accepting the offer? Is it because mm. uh, like the offer itself is not um, nice or not enough? Maybe we're not addressing the needs or, you know, many, many hypotheses that you have to check to get the answer. So data itself, it's not that sexy. It's like it's sexy because they're bringing you the insights and, and answers to your your hypothesis questions and then you can see the the, the, the whole picture through and mm -hmm. uh, see the leverage points and this is very important when you look at the talent journey you see the leverage points you see the which processes you have to focus on at the very beginning to let your employer brand uh, uh, working and help uh, to deliver the business effects so that's actually that's mm -hmm. actually the, that's actually the nice part of the data we just because this is a common thing it, these days, it's like thinking about data. All oh, this, this is nice. This is I'm I'm seeing a lot of articles, a lot of research, a lot of um, really great stuff and tools bringing data. That's that's really like developing uh, market. But these data are bringing very how to say that the insights from this data are very helpful but you have to be sure that you get the which which insights which data sets which uh, information which uh, what to choose uh, that is in the most of, of the most importance to your to your mm. business and to your goals because we've got many many data these days so you have to choose wisely and that's the problem so i suppose I yeah yeah so actually it's because yeah so you can you can analyze Pretty much anything. Yeah. But actually, you know, and and I, I like it's not surprising where your PhDs come from because there's that you start from a curious standpoint, yeah. you know, that consultative, yeah. curious approach, which is asking those questions to then help you understand which yeah. areas of data you then you then focus on rather than going, there are these typical data points that you know you need to look at because it can vary depending on, you know, on on, on the organization content. What else is is we found over the years is, in, is important um, to help understand the success of of, um, of employer branding. This interesting question is like uh, I would I can say what we uh, usually do when we look at the um, 
first time when they play a brand. So we definitely want to first understand what is persona, what is the profile of persona and deeply understand, not like, oh, my, this is a tech guy from, um, I don't know, Warsaw, let's say, and it's like, uh, it's mm. like um, this and this. We really want to first understand who the business, who, who business needs. It's like, who is going to deliver the business goals? So the first, this is not true that this is a HR uh, guy's responsibility, like only HR guy's responsibility to shape the persona because this is actually about asking business, okay, guys, who do you need? Who, who is going to deliver the business, uh, the goals that you, you're planning to, to reach next like three, five years, if they know what's going to be in a five years, obviously. but. Uh, but this is actually the the persona profiling, very important part. Business and 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 talking with them, who is going to be happy with us? Uh, because there are different cultures, different business models. Uh, it's not always like you know. It's not always like not every business is about being a stable, uh, nice atmosphere, atmosphere, etc. There are businesses that have to be sharp have to be driven and this is totally about different personas when you think about mindset so mm. so the, this this is important then you have to understand your consumer brands what you what you what, what your consumer brand is uh, sending to the world and then you start to think about okay so uh, what is uh, our EVP what is our product and this is actually the, the basic job to be done but Again, it cannot be like magic EVP. I've seen a lot of magic ma magic EVP, like somebody go, is going to to the to the few folks in, within the organization asking, okay, so what do you think about our culture? What do you like here? Or even worse, they go into the business guys and asking them, oh, what should we tell the world about us? It's like you have to think about it very systematically, like you take needs uh, of your uh, candidates, uh, you taking the needs of uh, into consideration, the taking the needs from your employees, then you're asking uh, how they assess uh, the, the the things that we deliver uh, both sides. Then you look at the customers. That would be great if your customers can can help you to assess the brand. You're looking at the social media, what people talking. You look at the Glassdoor. So you are gaining all this um, data and insights from how people see us, what we are, uh, that dimension. And you then want to uh, be distinctive, which is about the competitor's landscape. Nobody wants to be the same as IBM. Uh, that for that much, let's let let's be honest. So so you have to you have to do this part, and then you go into this uh, um, process part. Like you want to because it's like when you think about employee experience. Let's say so. What is employee experience? It's like obviously, and everybody understands it. Like okay, we want to produce nice experiences, but and everybody wants to do that, yeah. But uh, we have to measure that obviously as well. But it's like the first and basic thing is like what is uh, what is producing these experiences? Who is uh, in charge to produce these uh, experiences? What are wh what is that? What's the experience of your brand? What brings you the experience, mm -hmm. positive or negative? Yeah. So when you understand experiences are. Uh, produce within the processes you design so the so you have a control over designing the processes that are producing the experiences yeah so mm. obviously there is a human part as well a human touch as well 
that is bringing uh, experiences uh, like leadership, for example. But most of the cases, you have to go through the processes that are bringing the experiences and look step by step, process by process, how you deliver that. And this is the point, like delivering experiences is one part, but then you want to be effective as a business process. Yeah. So at the same mm -hmm. time, you want to uh, deliver nice experiences, but bring the business results. Like, let's say we've got five uh, recruitment stages uh, in uh, recruitment uh, parts of the recruitment process. Yes, yeah? so you've got five different, that's a long, that's a long way. So you have to, mm -hmm. and, and nobody likes it. Candidates, candidates usually don't like to, you know, to have five stages of the recruitment process. HR don't like it. It's not producing, it's not producing the effect. Maybe when we think about the, uh, if we, uh, if we're selecting through these five stages uh, better people, then you then you can say, okay, we need these five stages. But to say we do not need five stages, you have to go to the uh, to the uh, recruitment, um, let's say effects and 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 uh, measures. I would say like to check mm -hmm. if we skip the two of out of five pro, uh, steps if it's going to bring us the same results, then we can say, okay, we can change and design our, redesign our process to be to be three steps only, then it's bringing mm -hmm. the, the uh, more value to the, and, and better experiences to our candidates. But to know that you still again need data because who and based on what is going to skip two uh, steps out of five in the recruitment process. You need to, you know, you, mm -hmm. have, you have to be sure that it's not going to harm you. And we've got data mm -hmm. for that. If you are, if you're measuring the recruitment funnel and the tools you are using, uh, so yeah, so it's like so. So designing the processes that are both bringing business uh, results and then better experiences is the key uh, when we when you building your roadmap. Um, mm -hmm. And then you've got your KPIs uh, and 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 the things that you want to achieve. And this is common misconception. Like you have to develop your brand um, full. Um, like you have to you have to develop all uh, your employee brand. I don't know how to even describe that. It's like um, because this this is something that can help our uh, listeners. It's like you are starting you are starting with a small steps once you see the the whole picture you need to choose uh things that should be done at the very the, at the very beginning because they are like kind of leverage points that are bringing you the most revenue out of doing that mm -hmm. and you never start with doing all of all of things that should be done so easy <laughs> It's it can be done step by yeah. step, yeah. But definitely, data will show you where the leverage points are uh, and what's your main what's your main uh, challenge uh, and how you can help the business in the, in the most possible way. So yeah, it's like um, there are many many more things like small smaller um, things that we have to take into consideration. But the definitely starting from the consumer brands is is important. In particular, what what um, I found over the years is a something that teams talk about is is the time to hire piece. You know, so there's the there's the there's the candidate experience, but then there's the you know quality applications, but then there's how long it's taken someone to to hire people. Now, I found that 
sometimes that can, can I think that can distract people because then it's not it's too focused on speed rather than quality yeah you know it can yeah. it can take a you know a long time to find the right person and that may not just be by putting a job ad in front of them and then they apply and then they join a few weeks later i was actually talking to someone yesterday where they'd messaged someone on linkedin five years ago yeah. and then right a few months ago they messaged messaged him saying oh, i really like what you're doing on linkedin and then they end up applying and that was five year process so anyway think so time time to hire is that something that you know you find being talked about a lot and it, is it a distraction or is it is it is it something that's rightly talked about as a as an important focus for performance well i would say i don't like this matrix uh, at all uh, mm. but it can be helpful as you said, it's like focusing on time only is not a good idea because um, because it's diff it's like it's uh, it's not only about the time how fast is that and the mm. different job families if different roles have different time to hire so you have to you have to be very yeah. careful with that uh, measure and it's not about I'm not interested in uh, how fast so maybe it's like it might be. It might be a point that you have to consider and play with the process behind. If your uh, candidates are telling you like, okay, so I'm waiting too long. Uh, the bounce rate yeah. uh, is high because the time to high because the time to respond to the candidates or between the particular stages are too uh, too 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 long. But First of all, I would say, okay, so what's the problem? Is the time to time to respond, time to hire too long or not? Is it our problem? And then we can go deep, uh, deeper and uh, think about, okay, so what's going on with, with this time to hire? Because time to hire, it's like, it's mm -hmm. telling uh, how fast you can, uh, how fast you can uh, source a guy, uh, but yeah. the quality is the problem. But I would say, uh, you know, it's like uh, that's a tricky part because, but let's be honest, we are on a stage on a level that the data can really play for us, like work for us. So we should rather think, I'm not sure what you think about it, but that's can that's a bit challenging. But I would rather like to see what is time to hire or any other uh, recruitment metrics in comfort that is bringing me the as a business uh, that's bringing me the top performers you know i care about top performers mm. as uh, mm. the average time to hire might be really really saying nothing because you are sourcing the low performers and high performance guys you are bringing mm. time to hire yeah so i yeah. want to, maybe i want to see this metrics um in terms of that yeah but a lot of people a lot of organization i've seen are not matching the data from recruitment with the performance yet and that's a problem it's like yeah. the, those two words talent acquisition is not talking with the guys from performance and mm. apparently like it's like who owns the performance metrics in the organization in most of the organization i see and this is powerful uh, moment and powerful uh, moment when these two databases meet and we can say a lot mm -hmm. about uh, performance uh, management and who is actually our persona, which means this is the guys who are performing well, are happy with the organization, are staying mm -hmm. uh, with the organization. 
and we should focus much more on these guys and tell and be able using data and our systems um, to say let's focus on top performers and let's see which channel uh, is that we use bring brought us these top performers with which communication mm. is bringing top performers what kind mm. what kind of selection tools are bringing top performers yeah so we should be mm. focused on that but this this is really uh we, we're trying to work with the client like that this is a much about the thing that i'm really fan of which is called people people um people science let's say or people analytics HR analytics because yeah. this is very power, powerful when you're mixing this kind of data and then you can say okay um let's shape our channels communication even these days we can we can we can really test the each singular um communication piece like the uh facebook posts uh instagram yeah. posts whatever you want you can you can see what is what kind of quality uh lead is uh this particular piece is bringing to you because you have this mm. you know tracking system that you, that can that can tell you that this format this uh, advertisement this kind of uh um, text is bringing the better people uh but this is possible only if you've got the, all this data set uh, being matched together through one id which is one yeah. candidate and then uh, employees so this is because that's statistics and it's that's that's uh, how we play with data so this is actually the obstacle that is going to be overcome i think uh soon because this is actually this is natural way how how we um should go but still we're fighting with that well it's the yeah, yeah i think <laughs> so, often 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 i think recruiting is well, seen as quite transactional and then that's why things like times are higher you know is yeah. i think often yeah bring me that yeah bring me hundreds i need people i need people now you know hiring managers yeah. i need people now <laughs> in a way you know they if they hire people quickly few thank goodness we've got people within the business but then that's just putting off a problem later on <laughs> which is yeah. they're not the right yeah. people they leave and the challenge becomes bigger um yeah. and just because that challenge is weeks or months away or years away you know uh, you'll focus on it's the solving, yeah. on the transactional data than rather than you know looking at it more holistically and i think that kind of more holistic look at data just requires there to be more people that have that kind of that mindset to try and yeah. connect connect the dots but that requires you to think, you know to, to connect different departments in an organization doesn't it to have them talking to each other and sharing yeah, the data yeah. and, and then connecting <laughs> the data yeah that's true that's actually very very uh, hot problem these days like how to get the data together from different departments and working together but it can be done uh, we've seen an organization doing that so uh, and that's the natural way and the only way i would say because this is like it's a life organism like organization every company so you have to the more data the more system you've got it should be doable but we're not there yet as a standard so so but hopefully it's getting it's going to be better you've said about um you know you have seen organizations being being able to connect the data from different departments different parts of of the business yeah. um how do they do that if someone's listening you know and and 
they're going i really want to be able to you know work with other parts of the business to try and connect all of that data together right um how how do they do that what's the, are there any kind of secrets to the success of doing that <laughs> oh that's long story you know to, it's many many different cases but most of the time yeah. um it's like either people who want to work with other people it, they there are two options they when we think about data the datafication it's like either they're afraid that somebody will tell them and see that they're not effective that's about fear of data mm. so somebody's going to bring the my work on the table and look at the data and they will see me through and they see yeah. that i'm not delivering that well uh that it was set and uh, so this is really um oh yeah this is something that you can fight with but this is about fear so this is not about anything else. So you have to fight with fear. And there are other guys who are just uh, curious and they see this as an opportunity and you have to sell it as an opportunity for them uh, mm. saying like, listen, we're going to be much better with data. You're going to see why people are not accepting your offer, uh, why, which, uh, which uh, groups we should target, which is about you going to have much more time for your recruiters as for recruitment team uh we are going to see much better and op and uh, optimize our uh, processes so you're going to have a gain as well it is easier when the c-level guys uh, are mm. into data and uh, they understand that it's going to bring um, a lot of value so then they just that is, that's obvious that everybody else should uh shift the mindset to data and uh and and uh, bring the data whenever you pitching anything uh you're selling anything you want uh some budget you want you, you're pitching the idea you have to bring data so that's the data language they're starting to use and this is how managers leadership like frontline and then uh, specialists are learning that we are we should use data so yeah the story is not always like easy peasy uh most of the cases no. are not easy peasy especially in hr like we used to we tend to think rather uh, gut feeling was something that and still is driving a lot of our decisions and now we have to you know change our minds to look at the data and sometimes data is saying something totally different than you think so you have to be curious and you have to you have the fear is something that you, if you if it drives you then you have to work with that uh, and overcome mm. that to 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 use the data so yeah so yes yeah, so this is this is a great story you know it's how to cope with especially in hr it's like how to cope mm. with the fear how to yeah. uh, make people love data last uh yeah uh, it was um, who was uh you up from indeed she was uh she was telling a story uh, last time because she is going to be a um, masterclass host uh, at the employee branding surf uh, surf festival okay, yeah. and she was talking the story yeah so she was she was telling us a story and it was uh, i just remember that that uh, to to make her team uh to make her team work with data she had to uh make them once every week to just focus one hour uh, on the data and uh, learn okay. how to use the dashboard, how to use the data. It was painful as hell for, mm. for a year, but then they started to, to use it 
it was like a new body language new mindset like i have to mm. just look at totally different arguments um different way of thinking so they have to just first get aligned with the what they're seeing then using accommodating mm. it uh and see the wins in their in their uh, daily job and gains so that's that was the it was like one year story so it was like 55 meetings every every week and that's how you sometimes work with the mindset yeah that that could be been, yeah that can be very hard. baby steps isn't it it's mm. you know baby steps take one step at a time you know yeah don't yeah. don't try and make something feel too big just by bit by bit you're changing yeah. behavior building confidence um and then <laughs> 52 meetings later <laughs> they look back and go oh wow. okay. <laughs> it's different yeah yeah that's flies yeah, when absolutely. you talk about date yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah i just so wanted gonna, to say it's say like something. i can talk i can i can uh, yeah i, I uh, i'm really into that uh, for years now so i'm really happy like i was because my phd was like 10 years ago so i was uh, always interested in science and finding the proofs it was called data it was called um the proof management, proofs management, evidence-based management. It was, you okay. know, before we've got this data uh, um, level stage. But it was I was always like looking at the proofs and trying to mix uh, academic stuff with the business and trying to sell the science into 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 business. So I was always looking at this, and I'm so happy now that this huge movement like. Oh, everybody uh, should go for data and try to play with data, and we need data for it, for that, mm. for that. And technology is making it, um, making it, you know, like much more easy to get the data. So, so, and the technology is yeah. changing a lot. We've got artificial intelligence, so it's helping a lot to to, to play with data. So, so it, this is the time when I really believe employer branding can get um, a lot of uh, nice things and it uh, and, and help. But what I see is uh, still like a lot of guys are um, afraid of using it. So please do not, because it's uh, it's it's really it can be really helpful, insightful, and um, mm. and you, you can you can excel with that much better. What could um so someone's taken that step? You know, I think that first step would be to say maybe have a look at your look at your platform so where should they where should they go to have a have a look to see a bit more about what you've been talking about the eb well it's like ebnavi.com ebnavi.com that's the platform uh we're using it as well for this is this is actually important because if you want to get a, an audit as an hr because that's first step on the on the getting the insights about you you can you can do it mm -hmm. free uh, these days because we are organizing the employee branding festivals in the fall this year so every company uh, can audit themselves audit their processes by using the survey methods uh, mm -hmm. and you can get it free uh, and we will tell you like using our algorithm you, you what what if you if you if, if you what state employer brand is and if you mm. um, entitled to get the award so we are also looking for constantly looking for employer branding stars which means the brands yes. who are delivering excelling into using data and designing the processes and experiences so you can do it when you go to the ebnavi.com you can or employer branding stars.com uh, you can you can you, you will find the links to 
to this free audit, uh, please do. It's uh, our people who are using it. They they saying that is a great exper experience and exercise to see like how many things you have to go through or think about when you are employee branding manager. So it's like because yeah. we are really asking about really uh, every process that. Uh, is connected somehow to, um, to to your employer brand. So even going through the list with your team uh, is uh, is a good exercise to think about how complex this um, this this area is and how many things you should uh, do. Maybe I don't I don't want to make make you feel like oh this is a lot, but it's like it helps you understand how to manage your employer brand uh, designing the process. And it's totally free now. It's like you can go, yeah, uh, nice. you can you can you can register and and start filling the, the the survey and then get the award maybe. Uh, last year we awarded like nice. twenty six organizations worldwide, so this year hopefully okay. will be much more. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it. so um, I'll I'll drop in I'll put I'll drop the link in into the episode description. Um, right, well, great stuff. <laughs> Thanks very much. Really appreciate it and. Uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your Friday. Yeah, and more always. importantly, enjoy the weekend once you get there. Thanks, Barbara. Yeah, thank you very much. It's like almost weekend. <laughs> I'm going to. Right, I'm, I'm going to. Uh... Take care. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the chat. If you did, feel free to subscribe to get future episodes, and please do share the podcast with others. It really does make a difference.